0: Well, let's get into it.
1: Let it roll, Ryan. Okay. So, as we speak, we are watching a one James Vanderbeek mm-hmm. tangoing in a fedora. Oh, the fedora's off. Yeah.
0: We're watching James Vanderbeek's performance from Dancing with the Stars, his inaugural performance. Um, I will tell you, Matt, he mm-hmm. emerged from the premiere episode as the frontrunner,
1: high scorer
0: by a fairly why. wide margin. Uh, he, he
1: looks strong. He you does. Know? He came to play. Uh, I have notes on his hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, a little, that is a, a, something my hair is getting dangerously close to where it's like the long on top and short on the sides and back. And then it's flopping and you're, it's not, it's not for everyone. He it's is getting everyone. away with it a lot better than I can.
0: He could, I mean, there's not much he can't do really. And this is proof. Uh, yeah, that, that haircut is, it's a little Richard Spencer. Song are they dancing to? They don't I have any don't know. As usual with Dancing with the Stars, it's some, you know, it's 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 a tango to like oh, right. a cover of an Imagine Dragons song, oh, sure, as, sure, as the uh, Argentinians intended, whatever. Clears. So there it is. Really, the star of the show. Wow, is uh, James Van Der Beek's, uh, ass in those that pants is gorgeous? I, yeah, what a what a great time for you! Thank you. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I've I have a season pass set for fucking Dancing with the Stars. As you should. That's where we are.
1: Keep us October abreast. We're rooting for you. Thank you so much. Do, do, we, do we? Are we supposed to vote for him or is there? Uh, I've not voted for him. But is that how did the show I works? I did vote for him actually. I should rate. hope so.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, and then and then on the other side of the coin, there's Sean Spicer, ah. who uh, perhaps by the time this drops will have been eliminated. Right. Uh, of course, the Mike Huckabee's and the Donald Trump Juniors of the world are saying, "Glorify Christ by voting for Sean Spicer and Dancing with the Stars" mm-hmm. to make liberals angry. And what we're seeing in homophilia is glorify Satan by I <laughs> voting mean, for James Van Der Beek. for God's sake. Anyway,
1: oh. Dancing with the Stars, hot, hot, hot this season. How are you, Matt? Uh, great. We have got a uh, Dynamo guest and a Dynamo show I think this time. week. Um, it's just been a, a lineup and a half I'm these recent you. weeks. Really, we're just parading out this. Talk about Dancing with the Stars. How about podcasting with the We've Stars? We've been podcasting
0: with the Stars. Matt, I don't mind telling you, I remain a little bit tuck swept.
1: Oh, sure. We've had a week How could you not?
0: to recover, and I'm not fully there.
1: I'm not out of the woods, right? You you're experiencing kind of what I experienced with Andrew Scott. Yeah, um, that's possible it, in a very appropriate way. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know that you know that this room will ever be the same. I don't think so. He's um, he's the very picture
0: of solid, like corn fed gayness. Yeah, and he's
1: welcome back anytime. Uh, who do we have today? Today Mac? we have Travis Coles, uh, the star of a show called David Makes Man, um, produced by Oprah Winfrey oh, and uh, Michael part. B. Jordan. What? And um just you know, a dream guest and a dream interview. So without further ado, sit back and here enjoy is Travis Coles.
0: We are here with Travis Coles. Hello. Hello. How are you guys? I mean, we're good, but <laughs> you're better. Sounds like. <laughs> Sounds like. Travis, for the listener, Travis Breesden said, I'm having one of those LA days. And we nodded along. Mm-hmm. And then Travis went on what? to describe an LA day.
2: <laughs> right. Okay. Which involves being <laughs> carted around town what? in right. a
0: luxurious vehicle.
2: Yes. Uh, it's very, a Cadillac. Yes, yeah. and but let me, for work. It's yeah, for right. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Still not a thing that I do <laughs> <laughs> real regularly. Okay. Okay. I just realized that this is a day that I've never had before. Okay. Um, my old LA days when I lived in East Hollywood uh-huh. was to catch the two because it went all the way down Sunset and uh-huh. I worked at this diner in Silver Lake. And I would be on the bus just being like, what crazy am I going to like see today? Uh-huh, and yeah. it was incredible because that's how I like built a lot of my characters that I use at like UCB or like oh, when I'm yeah. writing something. And it's, in. I mean, I miss that, you know, sure. like mm-hmm. if I'm going to be humble, um, I will say it smells better. Absolutely. Um, in the back of a Uber Lux. I know. Well, not an Uber Lux for me. That's just an option for people that aren't working. I got was it, giving it, got you it. all
1: that oh, I option see. as well. I'm yes,
2: okay. and, and I say that just do it one day. You Why know? not? Sure, treat yourself. I feel like I'm coming across as bougie, and let me just tell you that <laughs> I am. <laughs> <No>. I absolutely <laughs> yeah. am. And were getting I the correct. picture. <laughs> yes, we did. You you are, and I um, I treat myself to the finer things in life because I know what it's like. That's right. And so, that was supposed to be deep. And it, it so no, it no, was. Have it you ever done that? You just like cut yourself off in the middle of a sentence, and <laughs> you're like, oh, this is so It was deep. plenty deep. No, no, right, I think we right right landed, and we just had to breathe it in and just oh, experience you guys. the moment. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. So I'm you're, excited. You're, you're being carted around town, pressed to the left, press mm-hmm, to the right. Yeah. What's going on? Um, I'm doing press for two shows that I'm on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is... David Makes Man, uh, and that is a show on the OWN Network written by Terrell McCraney and produced by OWN and Michael B. Jordan and uh, Warner Horizon Television. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. Um, yeah, it's a really great show. Uh, it's so different from anything that I ever thought I would be able to do or, yeah, be involved with. Yeah, And... Uh, the other show is the second season of a show called liza on demand which i'm like also very excited about um it's a show on youtube and it's an original youtube show that's a sitcom written by like deborah Kaplan and harry alfant and they like are ogs in the tv industry you know and it's like it's fun and liza koshi is like i mean yeah they're my friends like liza and kamiko but like Liza is so charming and she has so much energy that you can't not be excited like anytime I was like I'm not really happy about like being here she's like ah! yeah. but like in it's such a way that's not annoying it's just contagious yeah. you know what I mean and it's and it's 24 7 yeah it. yeah it's 24 seven but no I'm excited then they both air on Wednesday though okay so, so that got conflicts already Oh. <sighs> Yeah. In or, this day and age. No, yeah. you can
1: get one device is on your YouTube, one device is on OWN.
2: Yes. Oh, God. People aren't... They don't know how to watch OWN. And it's like... It's an app. Everything's an app. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard. Well, I think you need cable. And let's be serious. Who has that? I think that we're now re-entering. I think people have
1: cut the cord a little too quickly and now people are starting to go like oh i'm lo- i'm missing some stuff and they're and, finding a way and all the streaming services a la carte
0: are costing more than exact cable would have
2: interesting in interesting i thought that there was going to be like this whole thing where it was just going to be one bundle and to be perfectly honest aren't we all sharing the passwords or is that just me there's some password sharing. Happening. I should probably have probably not lately. said that. out no, loud. No, no, no. no, 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 But right. Cause I'm, well, let's be yeah, honest. I'm not, yeah. Let's right. Be open, we have to, to- <laughs> <laughs> you guys are very soothing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's, that
0: is what we aim for.
2: Really? Uh, yeah, that's great. What, uh, what are you streaming right now? Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm watching my friend Jack Quaid and the boys. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's yeah. really, really fun. Um, <laughs> he and I were shooting at the same time. Um, And I remember we both came back and we were in a Target and we were like, what do we just do? That's wild. Like, we just, you know, because it's so different to, like, go and shoot a show. I was in Orlando doing David Makes Man. And I was just like, what's happening? You know, like, what is happening to my life right now? And also, like, you're away from people. And I just remember being like, we're also having this conversation in the middle of, like, the Sheets section. Yeah. (laughs) It's really it was great yeah and like i don't know it makes me think like i watched my friend win an emmy yes like it was crazy like Mm -hmm. that's wild for snl ego and i was just like oh cool like we worked really hard to like get to this place and it's just really exciting to like i don't know see that but um i'm watching the boys and then also i am (laughs) okay travis are we okay are we just gonna be perfectly honest yes i mean I Why watch every episode of Riverdale and I'm okay oh. with it.
0: Yes.
1: <gasps> okay. In okay. the safest of spaces. Okay. Matt, do you want to full disclosure? Okay. My boyfriend uh, works on Riverdale. Okay. What? He plays Archie. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding.
0: Just kidding. Just kidding.
1: Okay. No, he is a writer producer. And uh, so I think of the, those actors, I call them my nieces and nephews. So I don't look at the archies and the them lustfully. I the, I yes. feel responsible for them.
2: Yeah, I am not looking at anyone lustfully as much as that's interesting. okay. That's okay. That's. Your Here's what I'm saying. I'm already like, okay, <laughs> yes, I was trying to be above it in a way where it's like, n- neither am I. But yes, I am. But it, the hard part for me is always like, they're in high school. So it's always weird to like, you know, that yeah. part. And I'm like, okay, well, like, everyone's like, watch Euphoria. And I'm like, isn't that about high schoolers? Like, I just don't want to, I don't know. Um, And so, but with Riverdale, I... I know the actors and I make sure to like, like I, for me, it's about the actor, you know, you're, and I like what you're they're checking. Doing. The, you mean, you know, the I'm actors. lusting after the actor. I don't know them personally, but I feel like I do from right, what sure. the internet says. Right. I think that
0: it is perfectly acceptable for you to lust after all of the characters. I, I mean, River River
2: yeah. D- and it's just so it's, good. And like, honestly, yeah. I don't know. I, I, Th- whoever wrote this is a big fan of musicals.
1: Yes. Okay, yes, cool, cool, yeah.
2: cool. Um and I am as well in this way that's like it's a secret. But also not to mm-hmm. the people that know me. Um oh, man, it really does feel good to say that thing about Riverdale. Like I feel like I've been holding that in for a while. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching the shoulders go down. Yeah. I was um, complete. I wasn't breathing. I like <laughs> tightness of the chest. Uh-huh. No, you gotta you gotta take four breaths in here. Thank uh, you. Uh what what are your what are your top three musicals? Okay, so my top three, choir boy now, the color purple. Mm-hmm and then Legally Blonde. <gasps> I, legally, I've, don't, I've never seen Legally Blonde, but it I is lo- it's you by, can, it's by true musical you theater can, people. It's very beloved. You can, and I hate to plug, but you can YouTube this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just, like the whole show, do you remember the MTV show? Like, it was so much fun. Like, casting and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think for me, something like that, like being younger and watching the process of it was like, <laughs> this is fun, you mm-hmm. know? And Thinking that I could get close to that, or that casting calls were that easy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, it was great. It was a good experience for the whole process, but also the music. The music is great. I've I've never seen it. I've also never seen the film. Wow, you've never seen Legally Blonde. Never seen it. Uh, no. That is just like for story structure, one of the greatest. Okay, uh, yeah. I don't know how I missed it, but I've just missed it completely. It's okay.
1: And I think it's it okay. Up.
2: Yeah, it's. Fine. I miss Schindler's List.
1: I think yeah, legally blonde is more important for you to see at this stage of life (laughs) than others.
2: Okay, (laughs) well, no, that's one of those you know classics that people or Bambi. You've never seen Bambi? No, I've seen parts of it, not the whole thing. It does, but you you,
1: you've seen other Disney movies from that era where it's like the mom is. Dizer yeah yeah yeah, yeah movie and then it's a you know it sort yeah. of follows a formula
2: well you save i mean that's how you save them you know you're immediately like okay these heartstrings are gonna come back to play when mm-hmm. i'm gonna cry we all saw toy story 4 right no i didn't you guys i honestly feel so out of place my chest is getting tight <laughs> oh, no 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 release, release okay, great. it great because let me just tell you it's 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 just so good it keeps getting better and i'm like well how are we still talking about these toys? Did, did you, know? you go see two and three and one? I did. You saw them all. Yeah. What if I hadn't seen one? Well, some people have, and some people are like, "Look, I." D- they immediately start. I with just jumped two. in with four. We, oh, good. Actually, that's. I went and I saw the last Avengers with Kamiko and Liza, and we were just like hanging out, and it was a normal day. And I was like, "Yes, it's the weekend." Like. We're going to wait until it's dark so that you can sneak into the movie, Liza's, because we like lit bombarded, you know, sure. every time. And so we did all that. We waited. We went to the arc light, you know, where they will literally not let you in if uh-huh. you, you know, you're seven minutes late. And then we sat there and we cried and the whole, everyone cheered. And I looked over. I was like, that was amazing. Right. And they were like, yeah, what's Doctor Strange? And I was like, <laughs> what? They're like, oh, yeah, we haven't seen any of the Marvel movies. But wow. that was amazing. And I was like, and you started with the last what? It was kind of wild. But you can with But those. they loved it. It yeah. worked. It worked. They amazing. cried. I'm not going to tell you what happens. I can't spoil it. Of course not. Yeah. What are your all-time fave films? Oh, that's a good question. All-time fave. Hmm. I mean, Jurassic Park. I remember watching... That and the uh, Entertainment Tonight behind the scenes mm. of, like, the making of that. And I just remember, like, Laura Dern screaming over a green screen and yeah. at a tennis ball. And I was like, that is what I want to be. I want to be unhinged. <laughs> that <laughs> level. <of laughs> you know drama. what I mean? I she, and she still is. Yes. I, tra- <laughs> I said to my... And I was like, listen, right now, I like in my life, I'm going through so much transitionally and everything. I was like, I have gone full Laura Dern. And my friend responded. He was like, listen, I am full Samuel Jackson's arm on Laura Dern, you know, just like without a place to live. Laura's screaming at me. And I was like, oh, my God. I love you because (laughs) Jurassic Park references are something that are very important and Mm -hmm. dear to me. Those are one of those like movies that made me start writing. And I've said this before, I have written Jurassic Park fan fiction that was a little bit like erotica. Oh,
1: yes. Um, Oh, yeah. Sorry. You have to walk us through this.
2: (sighs) Okay. So they had the books where it was just like the pictures of the adults and... Something about Jeff Goldblum. We all had it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, like we remember. No, maybe, maybe. I, I, so okay, not really, Jeff Goldblum in yes. Jurassic Park. Jeff Goldblum. I mean, just so charming. And, you know, that scene with the water and the, I still don't understand how the science works on that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like, I just remember being like, oh my God, he's, so, <laughs> what a catch. Like, he's what sexy. A catch. He is. He he's definitely was. And he is still, I mean, like, you go to his shows, they're just, he is, he exudes like yeah, the old confidence. Hollywood. Yeah. yeah
0: right. It's great. You've Did, seen the video of him listening?
2: Right? Excuse
0: me? No. Okay. He, somebody on a red carpet, uh, is trying to tell him
1: about the, the that new Spider-Man and is Spide- no longer going to be in the Sony Marvel universe yeah.
0: during the break. We'll watch that. Okay, great. It's, I'm so glad that the, you're seeing this for the first time. Yeah. Okay. The way that he listens is,
1: it's extraordinary.
0: It's extraordinary. It's from another <laughs> point.
1: Thinking about it now, I am kind of feeling the Jeff Goldblum thing. Now you're okay. I'm sort of coming back, back around. Good. And now do you. How do you feel about the newer the Jurassic World films?
2: You know, I I if I was okay with tay Leone screaming for her child, like she was in a completely different movie. She was in an Oscar movie. Yeah. Uh and you know I'm gonna be okay with that and I'm always gonna be okay with Jurassic Park. Franchise. Okay. I'm gonna stick behind it. I kind of feel the same. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. And who doesn't want to see like dinosaurs? Sure. You know? And, and do you remember when uh when they
0: nearly gave us uh an era of Vince vaughn as an action hero with the uh with the second oh, one? Oh
2: wow that could have oh,
0: been nice. Wow, I forgot that. Oh right. my goodness. When he was still like
2: kinda holding it together, right? That was such a good and Oh, my. And Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore Oh, my windshield. God. I blocked this up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. The Lost World is yeah. clearly... <laughs> that we lost, forget it. That was a huge moment. We forget it. Yeah. But we mustn't. Man. It gave us so much. At the break, mm-hmm. we're also going to
1: watch The Lost World. <laughs>
2: With the whole it's entire time. Literally from start to finish. Okay, great. Cannot wait for that. Yeah. I have nothing else. Um, what? So,
1: music-wise what on your 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 device or your music app of choice
2: what's the what are your latest downloads your
0: latest streams <laughs> oh,
2: damn it. Uh, okay fine um i'm listening to city girls uh and it's like a it's a hip hop group from miami mm-hmm. uh, and it's all it's like it, it's definitely like for dancing and okay, for like okay. really feeling yourself um and then I'm listening to the new Willow Smith. Oh, oh yeah. And? Yes. It's beautiful. It's so really? it's so fun. It's like the music that you would listen to riding to the beach and like, you know, just I don't know, maybe you have the top down. Um maybe you're in a Hyundai Elantra and you don't have a top, sure. you know, mm-hmm. but you've got the windows maybe slightly cracked. Maybe you're just you know? in a regular Uber. Right. Yeah. Well, God, let's hope not. <laughs> yes, please, <laughs> dear God. Um, and that is because I'm rich. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's strange to think of a, of a Smith family production being under promoted, but I don't. Well, you're not hearing
2: a ton Right, about the I know. Will I'm, I'm surprised that I'm not aware of this album. Okay, well, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't aware either, but I had to have a younger person tell me about it because guess what, guys? We're We're elderly. We're, well, come yeah there's new stuff coming out that I do not know and I'm just like what there's what new stuff coming out that nobody
0: knows you can't keep up
2: no. it's impossible to keep up some people do and I'm yeah. just like but you have a job sure when do you sleep and that's why I think that clones are real okay I do refresh the <laughs> Apple
1: Music homepage and I look to see what the new albums are and I scroll through and I go don't know what that is don't know what that is yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. No, oh no, Blink no. 182 is back no thank you new Brittany <laughs> Howard album now that I am very excited about yes Anyway. I love that. So Willow Smith.
2: If a Willow yeah, Smith can't cut through the noise, who can? I don't know. I mean, I, I like my... I like new stuff when it's mm-hmm. fun, and I I just don't like having to search for it anymore. Yes. Are so
0: you I, brave enough to reveal your last three Spotify or Apple Music searches? Okay. Oh, wow. Wait. Travis is brave enough. Yeah. Getting the this. device out. We're reaching out. for a cell phone. Okay. okay. We're, doing, we're doing the face My editing.
2: last three searches? Sure. <laughs> okay. Oh, great. So, <laughs> so it's uh, Danny Lay, uh, an artist, uh-huh. uh, uh, and Willow. Yeah, nice. Um, and then a group called Ingo Sanger. Okay. Which I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, I, I truly have no idea what that is. Oh, I think I must have clicked on something accidentally because it looks like, oh, yeah. No, I don't know what this is, guys. <laughs> but then after that is um, Juicy J and a song called Slob On My Knob by 3-6 Mafia. Okay. And wow. I do not know why I looked that up. Well. I, I truly do. I, I don't remember that. It feels like a song for all seasons. Well, Yeah.
1: Yeah, it if is. You wanted to hear beautiful, beautiful music. Maybe that's why yeah. Like to, you're right. I mean,
2: you're I mean. right. Well, do you guys ever share accounts? Like no. Oh, okay. I do share uh, playlists sometimes. My best friend and I will send each other playlists. Oh man, I was in a group with people that we had like a playlist that we'd create every year. And then I stopped. Yeah, yeah, it just got hard. It sounds like fun, actually. Yeah, but here's the thing: there were so many of us, and then you like a song, but someone else has already put that song on the playlist. Mm. So you have to come up with something that's new and cool and fresh. It's a lot. It's a lot. lot. Like honestly, it's really stressful. Travis, um,
1: I hate to be this. Sort of basic, but I do need to just know everything about your experiences with Oprah and your interactions with her. And
2: oh, y- yeah, that's not basic. Whatever you can tell us, and, how I interacted with someone who is godlike. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <sighs> D- have a sip, a sip of, of water. Just water uh, by Jaden Smith. A box of water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the first interaction with Oprah was the table read. We were in Orlando shooting on the universe a lot. We were all there. It was all very like, already kind of, it was a lot. It was whelming um, because I'm sitting next to Felicia Rashad, Ms. Felicia Rashad, um, and all these actors that I've known from Broadway. And it's such a great story. And so I remember being like, I'm nervous and Everyone else was kind of feeling the same way, and we were just excited. There was an excitement, and Terrell gave a speech, um, because there was this big, like, I don't know, we were in a a U-shape, and then there was a huge screen right in front of us, uh, and that was, like, broadcast to the producers out here, and it was going to be with Oprah. And she came onto the screen. She had her green juice, and she had her computer, her glasses, And you could just tell, like, she just walked past the garden. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like She definitely, like, just touched a couple flowers. (laughs) And she she started talking to us and was just like, you know what? I'm excited. Let's do it. And it was very quick. Like, we're going to work. We did it. It was beautiful. It was an amazing table read. And then she takes a moment and she's talking to us and she's like, this is is this moment where in the show that I was doing, someone came up to me and said, you're going to touch a lot of people and it's going to be a show that you did not think it was going to be. And she said, this is what this is going to be for other people. So everyone's crying and it was beautiful and powerful. And then we shot a, television show and then towards the end they were like "Uh, we're having a day where Oprah's coming to set and we're like I'm sorry <laughs> what she's coming okay and I remember all the press was there so there was like entertainment there were a lot of press people and then she had like a bus and there were these people like a whole group of people that work for OWN and just like other press people following and you could just feel it on set. Everyone was just like this is huge. Yeah. And but we are I'm so so grateful that we were on a, like a set with kids because kids will just make you they'll humble you really, really? quickly. They're just like what? It doesn't matter. Like yeah. we're, I, we're just doing stuff. And so they're just excited and they have like imagination and it's fun. So like it, after a while it was just like okay, this is going to be great. And I remember I was doing I was shooting because we're still working, and I got off set, finished my day, and they were like, "Okay, cool, you're gonna go to the interview," and they just like put me in a different outfit, and I got onto the set with Oprah, and she was just a beautiful. Just, she's so, gorgeous, like, stunning. And she was looking at her notes and not talking. Like, she was just, like, doing her notes, and we didn't do, I got mic'd up, but we weren't, like, we said hello. Right. But it wasn't like, so, how's the weather? Like, I wasn't going to do any of that. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she goes, okay, Travis is ready. And I was like, yes, okay, I'm ready. And um, we, we have the interview. And I blacked out. Wow. A 100 I 100% blacked out. I was like, what just happened? Because which is so weird because I watched the the interview when it came out and I was like, I don't remember that. I truly don't because that was so crazy to me. It was like the pinnacle. That was my first interview. Was with Oprah Winfrey. What? You know, how, how to go on, how, where to go from here. I mean, improv, I went back to (laughs) improv and you know what? It's actually really funny because it's like very humbling. And that's what I learned basically from this whole experience is that like, wherever you go, you have like kind of an impact. And so there's like this level of like being deep, but also I, I have a sense of humor that is like, I think very important as well. Um, And, but using both sides like, I'm doing this thing where I, like, wrote the sketch about, like, because I, I perform at UCB. And so we do a sketch show, and I wrote the sketch about, like, after you meet Oprah, it's hard to be funny. Because you can't, like, you have to be, like, very serious. Because afterwards, you're, like, you've been touched. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, it's, man, you can't, like, go back to doing that three beat. Character joke, no, you know. No, no. And you just kind of have to help people, you know. <laughs> and you really just have to like be like, "Why are we here?" Yeah, you know. Like, wh- if I do remember that question, that's the question where I was like, "What?" She, I remember her saying, "If uh, fourteen-year-old Travis could see you right now, what would he say?" And I was like, <laughs> "What?" Don't ask me what fourteen-year-old Travis. Like, of course, like our younger selves, just wanting to just. There was something. There's a lust for life. And there's this uh, ability to actually hide who you really are. Because you're just like, oh my God, I am afraid to be, I was at least, afraid to be queer, you know? Mm. Um, and I'm like, don't ask me that question, because you know. Luckily, before that, and this I remember, obviously, because she said I had beautiful eyes. <sighs> and then I was like, really? And she was like, you know you do. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then the third time seeing Oprah was at the premiere. And that was just, like, fun. It's
1: like, oh, my old friend. Yeah, was, hey, that you. was
2: just, like, fun. Yeah, that was, like, exciting, because we had just done the premiere and it was like on this rooftop and these all the kids are just like whoa this is wild and I'm like yeah it is wild it was great to be able to like experience it with everyone um but of course yeah Oprah but it was like Oprah and like Aver DuVernay like all these people Mahershala Ali and I was like okay well, I guess this is my life. This is who you yeah, are now. This Please. is what I am.
0: Are the shoulders that rub against yours.
2: Yeah. I think I it's cool. Mind. It is, it is cool. cool. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was trying to like, before I'd be like, oh yeah, it's whatever. Cause I'm trying not to be, but it's fucking cool. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. amazing. It really is. And like, I don't know, like there's so many cool, like this is kind of, I'm not going to lie. This is a really cool for me to be here yeah and I was trying to like not geek out a little bit but you know what I'm gonna do it listen this is a dream we're all geeks we are we yeah shut up it's the truth Uh, (laughs) why don't we take a break we'll watch Jurassic Park Lost
1: World yes (laughs) we'll start (laughs) Start to finish we'll be right back with Travis yes back with travis coles hello you're basking in the afterglow of that jeff goldblum video (sighs) yeah that was incredible almost like a visitation from oprah herself i mean it's definitely
0: an
2: experience Mm -hmm. it is
0: an intense kind of listening that i think would really throw me off
2: right just yeah well because i don't think you would have to be like are you being condescending or are you just wildly eccentric yeah and The eccentric is like very interesting for me. Like I've told you about the bus. Yeah. You guys know. I (laughs) love that. So when you came in, Matt and I were talking
0: about our, our youths as, as queer kids. We're we're, uh, going to talk at an event for gender nation this coming weekend. Uh, Something that uh, Morgan Walsh started, co-created where um, they try to get um, queer affirming books in, school libraries mm. so the kids can just kind of look at a book and see somebody like themselves and not stress the fuck out. Mm. Um, and we were talking about the, you know, our, us stressing out in our youths uh, from our own sort of queer slash gender nonconforming behavior mm. and noticing how much stress that was causing family and, you know, and, and, and giving ammunition for uh, bullying peers and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, yeah. What was your personal Experience-like.
2: You know, immediately I go to, uh, as you're talking, like, I remember uh, there's this book called What's Happening to My Body. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, that book. And it's, like, very—there's diagrams of, like, intercourse and what happens. And, you know, no one's really talking about what I'm experiencing. And I remember— having to just figure it out and feeling like, oh, I'm alone in this. And also, you know, that's how I learned how to draw my own porn. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even kidding. That's literally how I, I had to take the diagram of intercourse with men and women and say, okay, well, how would this work? And I traced it and I was like, oh, it would be like this. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of, Really, I'm turned on by this. And I really learned how to, that's how I taught myself how to draw, um, was by tracing and drawing, like, composition books filled with very, like, diagram homosexual porn. Wow. Yeah, that my mother found underneath Um, the mattress, yes. How'd that go? Not great, but also, like, kind of strange for her, I imagine. (laughs) It's just like, this isn't what I... This is not what they talk about. This isn't on the internet. It's not. It's not in color. They're uh-huh. shading yeah. what's happening. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So, we don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> how how old were you when she found this? Oh my goodness. I think probably like 13. Okay. Yeah. 13, 14. So there must yeah. have been some expectation of
0: privacy for you to have well, traced those in the first place. Yes.
2: I mean it, but that can always be like taken away. Yeah, of course. You know, cause I was, I was a, problem child not a problem child but i was like kind of a bad kid yeah. that's how it like manifested itself in me that like well i'm gonna rebel mm-hmm. and me rebelling was like i'm gonna go to a unitarian universalist church with my friend galena and she cut her hair and has a piercing you know yeah. just like <laughs> <laughs> oh okay so and that kind of bad kid yeah i, yeah, I was it. so bad <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea because we were southern baptists and like <laughs> Unitarian accepted everyone. Right. Right. Yeah. Where was all this happening? Well, okay, so I'm an Air Force brat. But that part of that life um, was in Maryland and D.C. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. We're like on an air, Fo- we're on Andrews Air Force Base. Like that's, I remember skating around to like Britney Spears with my Walkman and getting in trouble because I tried to sneak into the hangar that had, you know, Air Force One or whatever. I'm doing air quotes. That's the plane that like the president sits in. So it's like very important. And I should not be skating in that hangar, but I was just like, I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, wow. <laughs> that was not really that bad, was it? Yeah, no. I mean, but no, yeah, it
1: was pretty adorable, actually. But yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: what was your relationship with the church at the time when you were fully I mean, just
2: attending with your family? My relationship with the church was, I, I was the star. Like I was like constantly the lead. I was Jesus in all the passion plays, obviously. And uh, I did impressions, and I could do an impression of my bishop uh, that I could not do for you now. But, I, like, people were so excited to hear the, like, church announcements from the... You know, because, like, yeah, I was a star. And it just felt great. And then we moved away from that church. And then going to D.C. and Maryland, like... Not I didn't really connect in that way anymore because I was at uh, I immediately went to like Catholic school Mm. and we were like that was a private school near the area and it just did not work out at all and so then I went to public school and I was like oh okay great so this is what we're doing and I get to choose what I want you know what were what were your Catholic school ages. Wait, my what? Like, how old were you? Oh God! Well, that was eighth. That was seventh and eighth grade. So like twelve. Terrible time to be in Catholic school. (laughs) Oh, the guilt! Like literally, just so much guilt. But I do. I will say that I got introduced to Agatha Christie uh, at Catholic school because, well. Obviously, the theater. I was a part of it, and I got to be in. Uh, and then there were none. Uh-huh. Uh, thank goodness they changed the title. Oh, uh. <laughs> the, the,
1: this is the one that is known as Ten Little.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, such a good mystery. The mystery yes. is how did we not change the title like sooner? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say, like, I got to be a part of the like dinner theater mist murder mystery. So that was pretty cool. That's fun. But that's it. You know, like it.
1: And how are you uh, understanding your own identity and sexuality at this stage? You, we've we've already we've already traced the homosexual right. um, yes. acts yes. And that's been discovered. Mm-hmm. But what's going on, you know, outside of that?
2: Well, I guess outside of that, it was just trying to like figure out what a relationship with another. At the time, I was just like another boy another boy. like what is that relationship supposed to look like other than it's an abomination to god you know what i mean so it was just very it was yeah feeling alone and feeling like i had to figure out who i was and like what the logistics of you know my me being outside and not quote-unquote normal what that looked like no one was there to teach me that so that part i i think is important for now like i want to be able to be a part of the generation that gets to help and be like when you say have a book inside of the library that doesn't stress you out it's like yes please like one book you know just to make me feel like i feel seen you know because that's that's a lot for a child you know and that stuff stays with you see what happens when you meet oprah yeah. <laughs> like, but uh, but it's yeah. true though. You know, like, yeah, of course. It, I mean, yeah, uh, an
0: abomination before God is a pretty serious thing to yeah, yeah, to say to a child. Um, right. How seriously did you take that kind of thing?
2: Um, I mean, I took it pretty seriously. I loved the church. Yeah, I did. I um, that was the place where I got to perform, and it was the place that I spent the most time. So it was supposed to be the community. Right. Um, and. Yeah. So I guess I was hurt, but how did that look? I mean, again, I was a rebel, yeah. you know, a hardcore, like, I'm not going to follow the rules. I'm gonna listen to Lincoln Park really loud. Oh Travis, that was my Lincoln first Park. concert. Was Lincoln Park in Cypress Hill? Oh my god! Yeah, well, you guys are getting a lot of information. <laughs> All the best <laughs> information. Yeah, and that was at Penn State University. I like my cousin, my older cousin, drove me out to Penn State wow. to go see Lincoln Park in Cypress Hill. Oh, yeah. what a thrill! It was a thrill for me. I was still in high school. I was like, "Whoa, we're going out of state to go to a concert, and it's like Lincoln Park, the band that, I mean, a hundred percent was just like the opposite of what I was supposed to be as like a good Christian." Yeah, you know, like it was great. It was pretty wild. Yeah. Did Cypress Hill open or did uh, they Park did open? and they they threw out marijuana. <gasps> mm-hmm. Dr- But that was at the very bottom. We were at the very top. Like, Uh it was like a huge, Mm -hmm. I just saw it happen and I was like, whoa, Whoa. that's wild. That is pretty crazy. And I was wearing, you know, my plaid pants that I got from uh, Hot Topic, obviously, with the chain. Uh Oh, yeah. And I had the black lipstick for Valentine's Day because I was like, not, I didn't care about it. You know, like, I don't care about this day. And I wrote for the paper. My high school, like, and so I would write terrible things about love. And oh my god, I am Julia Stiles in every movie.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Julia Stiles switches.
1: yeah. Uh, um, and then so, w- how did coming out happen?
2: Um, <laughs> my coming out story isn't like really. Not, it's not like love, Simon. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. But I will say this coming out happened because at a certain point I was just like, this is who I am because I was in high school. Like everyone was there. Like they're, they're queer. It, it didn't matter. Like in Prince George's County or I went to Suitland high school. Like it was, there were like 5,000 kids. So, everyone there was something for every single person you know and so I was like I'm in public school like I get to you you can't block me from seeing what is real you know so I think that part um, was really interesting for me to see and to be a part of and so coming out was just kind of like I'm gay is what I thought and you know we had our differences of that opinion, and uh, we kind of just didn't talk about it. And I did have a girlfriend, obviously, Rage Rhea. W- w- While When you came out, you had a girlfriend? Well, I had to go back you in go back the back closet. Down. Got it. But not really, though. Because every if you look at videos of me, like when I'm five years old, my dad's coming back home, and I'm, I do a cartwheeled. Into a roundhouse, and I say ta-da and lift up my hands. It's like, what are we thinking? You know, if anything, he's definitely a little sensitive in a good way, you know, in the most fabulous way. We're not going to pretend, but then again, there is one of my friends. God, I'm just like, what? He, like, yeah, he's like totally. He doesn't. He doesn't identify as anything. Like it's technically like pansexual, uh-huh. but he loves cars and like NASCAR. But he also really loves. I don't know. Like the Olympics and for the gymnastics, you know, and does flips, you know, and yeah. I think it's just changing. There's not mm-hmm. many boxes, right? Which is great. I didn't know that then. And so coming out now is completely different because coming out as genderqueer accidentally in a press situation feels a little strange. Accidentally? Explain. Well, I mean, I wasn't, someone just asked me what my pronouns were. And I was just at the time having conversations with people about what was going on with me. And I wanted to make sure that that was something that I could Tell friends and family uh, first, but I got asked like, "What are your pronouns?" And I was like, "I um don't have, I don't care. Uh, I f- I'm fluid and I'm genderqueer." And it was just like, "Oh, okay." But that was something that just happened kind of easily. Yeah. Um, and it just yeah, I think in that situation it was great that someone finally like asked me that question, and I was able to just answer. Clearly and succinctly and just be able to own it without any, like, shame. Which is such a killer. Oh, yes. Shame. And how were
1: you experiencing shame in the period after after you went back in? You, you came out, you went back in, you had a girlfriend, but then there was a period of time where you're living as just a, a gay man, but yeah. you haven't well, a processed lot of, further than that.
2: A lot of that was... Um, I think when I was experiencing like living out as a gay man, that was in college, um, and that was just a whole whirlwind because I went to North Carolina School of the Arts. and it was a culture change. It was being away from family. And it was also the start of, if you will, developing your own identity that is uh, separate from your environment. Mm. And I think that's an interesting part of college. Uh, the part that is not interesting is paying so much. For it, sure. uh, free education. <laughs> he said it live, um, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I still had shame. I mean, I had no idea. It was the first time I was like, "Yeah, I'm excited." Like you know, like I don't have to sneak around and watch. MTV's undressed to see two men doing stuff, or like in every 50th episode. Oh my God, like why did it take so long? <laughs> Anyways, or like going home to your know, grandma's house who had like a dish cable network and having to watch Queer's Folk at like three in the morning when everyone's asleep, you know? Because I'm like way down. I know. And I'm like, you're right up to the TV. Right. This wasn't also that was not an experience of like what it was like to be no. like, nothing was very like, this is just practical. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's talk about it, which is so, yeah. It's so interesting because everyone else gets that talk. yeah. You know, I'm like, ah, damn. But you had queers folk, which yeah. is, you know, which is it- a- unrealistic, but fun. It is very fun. Also not a show for just children. No. Um, you know, because then everything's like hypersexualized. Right. And you're just like, Okay, this is what love is. Yeah. And then there's that whole battle. There's like yeah. all these phases. And it's cool. Like I at first I was like, oh my God. But it really is just like you're kind of growing in this age of your life where you were stunted as a child. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, But it's honestly what's keeping my skin really tight. Mm -hmm. And I love it. You're radiant. Thank you.
0: Matt, did you have like gay entertainment that you had to sneak out and watch? Because for me, it was just uh, TV movie of the week, uh, AIDS dramas. You know what I mean? Like that was what it was. was like the Uh, only time we saw gay people, they were dying. Yeah. Which is a little scary.
1: Yeah. No, I was never. I was allowed to watch anything in a yeah. bit of way that makes me question my parents' choices. I was I was watching *Nightmare on Elm Street* Part Two quite a bit, which we've talked about here a bunch. Have you ever seen *Nightmare on Elm Street* Part Two? Oh my god, I love that one. The gayest. It is so film good. Time. It's.
2: Oh so good. Johnny and Depp. We that, oh, Johnny Depp is part one. Never mind. I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, you've
1: never seen it. <laughs> so part two is this is very oh. campy and but it's uh it's like a very clear metaphor for where, like Freddie represents this closeted kid's gayness. And at the time it was sort of like written as subtext, but it is
2: not subtext subtext I mean it's blatant whoa watching okay. it now Def, for me I just remember seeing Johnny Depp and I was like this is so gay you know I'll this share. is like definitely one of those homoerotic mm-hmm. things but it wasn't it really was just me projecting <laughs> anything with 80s Depp is by default yeah, he was wearing yeah. a
1: crop top at one point he had yeah. a water yeah. bag. like you and the shiny 80s shiny lips Oof.
2: Yeah, shiny. Oh yes, love. Um, but I have not seen the second one. I will do that. You That's really my homework. We'll watch that after the other break. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Yep. Uh, so, is
0: there uh, is there a special someone in your life right now, Travis?
2: <laughs> um, no, there is not. There are special people. Great. Um. No, well, okay. I oh, goodness. I'm not in a polyamorous. I'm relationship right now. Uh, I have been before in the past. I'm just not in a relationship. But I am really digging into the friendships that I have. Uh-huh. Um, and holding on to them because I lost my father this year. Oh I'm sorry. Um yeah, in March. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been really tough. Yeah, it's really sad. It's, um yeah. and he was someone who was he was gay. And he would go in and out of the closet. And it was difficult to watch because it was like, I don't know. There was a part of me that really wanted to have this kind of relationship with him. And I don't know if I like, there were parts of me that were really open that he was not open to be yet because he didn't have anything before that. Mm. Think of that generation, like in the middle of North Carolina, you know, at a time when like, the KKK is like running the, like the market, you know, the local yeah. market. Like what? Yeah. You know, I can't even imagine. And I think about how brave he is. Um, and was it he who was in the military? Yeah. He was in the Air Force. So that's um, not and he, yeah, an easy we, way to go either. No. And you know, struggling with mental illness and then addiction does run in my family. Um, it, was really difficult. But there were also like very beautiful moments that I remember. Like towards the end of his life, I remember we just so happened to be talking and we realized that we dated the same kind of asshole. (laughs) And I was just like, Oh, did your guy do this? And he was just like, uh, worse, remember your college tuition? Yeah. And I was just like, Are you kidding? Like we just I don't know. There was. I will never forget that moment where I was just like, "This is cool. Like, this is great. This is father and son." Period. You so know? W- were you
1: an adult when you realized that he was gay?
2: Um, I was younger, just because, like, my parents ended up splitting up and everything, and mm-hmm. yeah, there. I, yeah, no, I found out when I was young, and it was like a, a secret, and like there were all these like secrets and you keep things from children Mm. obviously Um, but my dad was living with uh, HIV for the whole time Um, not the whole time a lot of his life he did Uh, and there were just things about that even just the whole stigma behind that issue still you know people being afraid of what they don't understand or know Mm -hmm. or care to look up because we have the internet guys Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I had a doctor recently here in Los Angeles tell me that I was going to die of AIDS because I had unprotected sex. And I was just like, excuse me? No, no, you don't get to do that anymore. You know, and that's the real, I think that's where my responsibility comes in of like speaking up because I didn't used to do that. I didn't used to speak up and that's not happening anymore. Like all of that has changed because I don't know. If I don't say something, he thinks that he could do that to the next person that comes into the office, you know? Um, no. And that's why I'm a superhero and rich. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> that is that's how those it, all, it always is. comes back to you being yes. rich, doesn't it? It really, really will really every time. <laughs> um, and I love money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Great. God. Oh. You really have changed since Oprah, haven't you? I really <laughs> have.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: Um, this has been such a dream. I'm sorry that we have to wrap. I'd love to do another hour. But... Oh. Yeah. Oh, we'd love to have you back. Yes, I would love to be
0: back. Anytime. Thank you guys. Travis Coles. What thank you
2: thank you so much.